With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time on this glorious, snowy Tuesday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. We got a call during the Boomerang Geo show from a, a woman named... Linda? Linda, yeah. And she had called up. Uh, she had called me and uh, wanted to talk about injuries in the NFL. And then uh, a little while later, she called me again. And she goes, what is going on here? She goes, I called 30 minutes ago. I'm a senior citizen. You're keeping me waiting and all... I said, well, like a last kind of lawyer works. Like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll go to you. And she eventually got on, and her idea was, and she was for <laughs> real, that when a player gets injured on the field in the NFL, roll him to the sidelines, look at him there, let's continue the game, keep right. it moving. Right. But she multiple times when she, when she first called me and then when she called back, she referenced, I'm a senior citizen, and then the following, as if, you know, because she's a senior citizen, I should treat her. Nicer. Nicer. Okay. And Did I you was reply, like, so am I. <laughs> well, no, what I thought was, I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, Jerry, I am definitely going to be using that when I become a quote unquote senior citizen. You'll be into the the, the, the senior discounts. I know oh, you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But and, and like, if I have to call like Verizon because I have a, I, I'm a senior citizen here. <laughs> to me, I what I felt like saying is, you're senior citizen. You got all the time in the world then to hang That's on. That's right. What, what else are you doing Why today? Why am I speeding up for you? I'm putting you to back of the line, you senior citizen. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But I really just thought, like, I, she made me laugh saying that. Like, hey, a little respect. Yeah, I know. But I, you get that a lot, though. Yeah. Like, I'm old. Treat me well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had a, I had a, uh, an incident a number of years ago, just an incident for myself that Gina pointed out. Which which really made me think about older people, mm-hmm. and it's not often I learn a life lesson, but we were at a uh, a bagel place in Belmar, and it was one of these places, Jerry. Like it was like a, a deli sandwich place, but one of these places when you walk in, there's like way too many choices, mm-hmm. you know. So we had gotten our food, and we were sitting down eating, and this older gentleman came in by himself, and he was like looking at the thing, and he's like. There was a line behind him. I don't like to Gina. Go look at this guy taking up the line. He's slowing down this whole line. What is he doing? And a little while later, I look over. He's still not. I go, he's still. What are we? Do? 
And she goes, listen, she goes, the guy's old. That's going to be, that's your father. That's going to be you. Mm -hmm. You don't know, has his wife passed? Like, And it like hit me like, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. And from there, I think I treat older people people better. I hope so. Because it is really true for older well, people. Well, these are not rude because there, yeah, are, yeah. there are some older people that are just nasty. Yes. But if they're nice and they're friendly and they're just kind of floating through life, you feel right. for them. Right. I should have offered to help that guy. Like, let me decipher this menu for you. You could Because it's confusing, sir. Yeah, you could have done you're that. You're thinking bagel. You're thinking wrap. Uh, you're here for something sweet like a coffee cake. Right. Well, what are we looking at? As opposed to the 7,000 items that are up there. It's too, so many I places. Agree. I agree. So many places. And they I, may have great options, but what, like, you ever go into a... A diner? Well, a diner Which is, is the classic. Where they have all this food, yeah. I don't know. All right, tell me about it. But a place like um, um, Playa Bowls. Yeah, I've never been to one. Yeah. Way too many options. Mm -hmm. Like, way too many unless you know you've been there before okay right if you're like a first time or have just been there a couple times your head would spin it's too much we went to i took uh took my son to mj's in middletown friday night and mj's is great it really is a great place i do like it but it's a smaller one than the one they have in matawan so that one's huge enormous because it used to be a, it still is but it used to be a full-on banquet center yeah so it's a really big place. This place is much more of like a bar and grill. So she, the, the girl came over. She gave us the menus. And I, you know, I ordered this uh, the shrimp deal, the shrimp wrap. Then my son orders a pizza. I'm like, where the hell was the pizza? And the you know, so girl's like, she goes, I'll turn it over. And I, I forgot. I wasn't even thinking about pizza. The backside had sandwich, um, not sand, burgers, pizza. I mean, it was like, whoa. Like, how many things do you guys offer? Yeah. Like, it's too much. You sit there, look at the menu for a half hour. Right. Too many options. And, and that's always the thing when uh, when that guy, Gordon Ramsay, used to do kitchen nightmares yeah. where he would go to restaurants that were failing. Right. And all the time, he would take a huge menu and pare it down to one page. Yeah. He'd be like, this is what you're going to do, and this is what you're going to do well. There's like three options for our appetizers. Yeah. Maybe four or five options for a main meal, and that's it. Uh, yeah, like get really good at that at those things. But I don't know how. How does legitimately a diner have? I don't know a turkey dinner, fried shrimp, meatloaf, meatloaf, uh -huh. million eggs, a million eggs, sandwiches, yeah. wraps, pitas, breakfast meats, breakfast meats. Like I don't know. I don't know how fresh the food is. There's so. So I told you I joined a country club on the last podcast. So I had this conversation just a couple of weeks ago where they have a really nice restaurant in there. And during the summertime, like, I get it. I mean, guys play golf. You go in, you have lunch right after or before. Maybe after a late round, you finish at 5, 6 o'clock, you have dinner. All I, I completely understand that. But I think they keep it open in the winter, and I'm thinking, who goes there? And it's, a, it's nice. It's not like – and it ain't cheap. And I'm thinking – how are you preserving all this food if you don't know if anybody's showing up all week? Like, yeah. What a tremendous waste of forget the forget the money. There's this tremendous waste of food, I would think, unless the, I, I don't know. I don't know how you I think that's how a lot of restaurants fail. They can't figure out how much product they need and what they throw out. Yeah. It is not a dress. You know, if you if you run a a retail store and the dress don't sell, you can sell it back for something to the company that makes it. You ain't selling back beef that no one wanted. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think that's got to be the biggest challenge when you are opening a restaurant. Yeah, 100%. I even think of it uh, dumb at my at my micro level. Like I was using this uh this food like my dog like sometimes she'll eat and sometimes she doesn't eat. Sometimes right. it just sits there and she eats it legitimately 15 hours after I put it out. Oh my gosh. 12 hours. Well, I was starting to give her like uh some fresh dog food. And then if it sits there all day, I got to throw that out eventually. Yeah. 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 As opposed to dry dog food could sit there forever. Correct. So it's like the frozen food versus fresh food right. situation or uh, having a, a, a place where you are yeah. selling dresses as opposed to edible food. And by the way, maybe that's the answer right there is selling and preparing foods that are frozen as opposed to 100% fresh because you just can't do it. There's no way. That you could do it at a diner with all fresh food. There's no, it's not possible. Yeah, and like a lot of the things we mentioned, like Maybe. like shrimp and that stuff's all frozen, right? I guess. But the meatloaf isn't frozen. The why turkey is. Why can't you? Why can't know. you freeze beef? Well, but how do you like get it? Like, let's say some. Let's say you have frozen meatloaf. Yeah. And now the recos come in and they order a meatloaf. Right. We'll see you in an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know how don't, they do it. I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. Because they have all, I mean, burgers I get, those are frozen, hot, all that and stuff. And eggs, sausage. like a diner's yeah. going through so many eggs. They must just no have doubt. like a mass amount of no eggs. No doubt. It's more the the things you're talking about, the the beef, the chicken. The, I mean, I guess chicken could be frozen. You could throw it right on the grill. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's why we don't order, we don't own diners or restaurants. And that, I would tell you, that is one place I would not want to take a tour of, the kitchen of a uh, diner. I'll pass. Yeah, I'll pass. That Unless I'm never a, eating there again. Can't be a good scene. No. Uh-uh. That's you imagine? Be. No, I can't. There's just first of all, there's got to be a thousand eggs stacked. Sure, right? Yeah, grease cockroaches, uh, right? Rat, uh, not rats. I was gonna say mice. Mice. Yeah, in New York City, definitely rats. Oh, for sure. Sadly, we know that's true. Yeah, it just we've seen it. I wonder at a diner if you like. Are there certain things that people order like so rare? That the waiter or waitress goes in the back and goes, someone just ordered the meatloaf. Yeah, steak. <laughs> steak. Absolutely. Or I could see the meatloaf, yeah. Someone just ordered a T-bone out there. Yeah. Um, they actually want the salmon. Yeah. Can right. you just make something look like salmon? Yeah, they want salmon. <laughs> like, salmon, we don't have any of that thought out. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you can get it anytime. Uh-huh. You can get a meatloaf dinner at 9 a.m. Absolutely. And you can get an omelet at 9 p.m. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, I, diners should just be breakfast food and then cheese fries and burgers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should be. Breakfast food, chicken done different ways, like as far as like wrap it sure. on a sandwich. And yeah, um, yeah, some sort of burger Absolutely. beef thing like that. Uh, no doubt. You get a nice California burger, bacon cheeseburger, but you keep it to the burger. Do you think the most ordered item at a diner is eggs or burger? Eggs. Eggs number I, one. I really because I think diners are mostly busy in the morning. That's what I would think. Yeah, but I, we'd have one. to talk to a, a di- and how come? And this is only my experience from the from the diners that I've known and known who the owners were. Not that I knew them, but I knew who they were. Mostly owned by Greek families. Yeah. Why is is a diner a Greek thing? Like, why would it be? I don't know. I don't know why. When certain ethnicities come to the United States, they take on different, like, 
they there's businesses that they choose to do that then a lot of them do. Maybe it's what they did back home. I don't know. Or the only other thing I think of is like using Greeks and the diner. When they when Greeks first came here, did they start restaurants? Then their families saw success in that, and then they thought, "Well, I'll go to the United Maybe. States and run a restaurant." Yeah, it's possible. I don't. I don't know. I have no. I just know. Like I said. Four or maybe I said six, but it's probably like four or five of the ones by me. And one is since closed that actually sold. Um, and they put a big supermarket there. But the four or five around me are all Greek owned. Now, I don't know if that's like that everywhere, but around me, that's what it's like. Really yeah. Interesting. And there was always a thing like you always thought like a 7-Eleven was owned by and run by Indians. Right, which is true in a lot of places and it's not in others. Yeah. You know, I don't... That's what I mean. I feel like it's certain parts of the country where if your family who was here before you had success in it, maybe you know, oh, I and can then come spreads. over and I can do that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would think the same way if I went to a foreign country and I had some... Like, my brother went over and started whatever and he was successful. Why wouldn't I go try and do the same go thing do in that. a different part of where he is? Yes. It does make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there are businesses like that in foreign countries like... That Americans run. Yes, it's called the terrible Western diet. <laughs> we're gonna bring it to you. We're gonna, we're gonna open up a McDonald's, <laughs> right? Which is what we do. We Absolutely. go to the foreign countries and give them our fast food. No question about it. We're bringing. We're coming with Pop Tarts, <laughs> Cheerios, <laughs> every fast food imaginable, and hot pockets. Yeah, hot pockets. <laughs> hot pockets. Yeah, exactly. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jerry, I read something on the internet the other day, and uh, it struck me, and then I retweeted it, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's more philosophical. Okay. It was from the uh, singer John Mayer. Okay. In between songs one day, uh, he had this discussion, and I would like to get it. Let's see. It, it, the, the writing is not great on this, so I may stammer a little bit, but it was uh, this uh, guy I follow on Twitter named Billy Oppenheimer, and he always posts these like very lengthy yeah. stories that have a message. And he said, at a show on his solo tour, John Mayer confessed, I wait for most things to be over. I wait for this to be over to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing after that. Everything you love and hate leaves at the same speed. The thing you hate that you have to do tomorrow will be over before you know it. And the thing you're looking forward to tomorrow will be over before you know it. So he said, the one rule I have in my life now is never wish for less time. Waiting for things to be over is wishing for less time. Yeah. But he also made a point while, because I watched the video of when this occurred and he had the guitar and he said, you know, a lot of times when I would go on tour, he goes, I'd be playing and think, okay, how many songs did I play? How many do I have left? Mm-hmm before I could get out of here. He goes, and then I found myself doing it going to shows. Oof. And I find myself doing that going to shows. Yeah, sure. I'll be like, okay, they've already done 
you know, they're probably going to do 28 songs. Mm -hmm. They're 15 in. Oh, man, I still have like yeah. a bunch of more songs to go. I want to get. And that's something that you decided you wanted to go to. Right. And that, and for some reason it struck me, but I, I don't know why. Only that, maybe that, I, I feel like I find myself doing that all the time. Rushing the passage of time to get to the next thing. Or to get something over with? Yeah, to get something over yeah. with. I've said that many times. Like, I hate to rush time, you know, whether it's something I'm looking forward to or something that I just want to get over, like you commit to and don't really want to do. Um, and I always say, like, oh, I don't want to rush the day away, but I can't wait for tonight to come. Yeah. Meantime, you've just rushed the day away, and you've sat there and probably stressed yourself out all afternoon as opposed to just show up and do it. It'll be what it's going to be, and then you go home. And you don't think about it too much. Yeah, this idea that there are things on the calendar that you dread. Yeah. And then how quickly they come, come and, go. and go. And then things yeah. on the calendar that you're looking forward to, like a vacation, uh, uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, that's coming up. And it was gone like that. Christmas. I say this every year. Whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Easter, things you're supposed to get together with your family for. As if it's the special day as opposed to a random Sunday where you get together with them. Yeah. And I see, and I, in my life, I'm not saying this is everybody else's family, but in my life, when there are issues with the family, it always emanates from whether it's my mom or my sister or my wife or her mom or her sister. Most of the issues emanate from the women and who's going to get together, who's not guys don't seem to give a crap. I don't know why that is, but in our family, I don't know if that's everybody else's, that's what it seems to be. And I will always tell my wife, like, what are you getting nuts about? It's literally one, it's a fun day for sure when it's done properly and we have a good time with with our kids. But you all this planning and bickering and arguing, and literally everybody shows up at 5 and they're gone by 11. It's six hours of our life that comes and goes in a blink and you just created all this agita for two months, why? And she'll agree. She's like, you're right. She goes, I don't know. She goes, it just happens. Yeah. I, I think you're really good at having things on the calendar. I live with my calendar. That, But that you don't um, stress about until they're actually there and you have to, like, you're you're not thinking, like, it always gets me when, when like, it will be here on, like, a Thursday or something, and... And you'll say, oh, I have Rutgers Saturday. I was like, oh, who are they playing? You'd be like, I think we're in Nebraska. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that would be on my – like, I've been thinking about having to travel to Las Vegas for probably since probably Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. And the fact Damn. that y you don't stress on it and – or, like, I guess, yeah, stress on it until, yeah. hey, I have to go now, get in the car and drive to the airport to go. And I wish I could be more like that, but I think all the time about things that are – on my calendar weeks out. Yeah. But they're gone like that. You know, there's a couple of good lessons for me and they're recent too. I've really always been like that for the most part, but where I learned to stop stressing out about events, if you will, I remember when compass gave me the Patriots bills game to do an orchard park. I remember thinking now I had done a million Columbia games, but even going into that, yeah, we were on the radio in New York, but I also knew in the back of my mind, Columbia is not Oklahoma. Like, even if it's not good to start, okay, it, I'll be fine. I'll get through it, and I'll get better as I go. And ultimately, I do think that's what happened. 
Um, I was not nervous going into the Rutgers gig because I had done 200 or 300 college basketball games already. So I felt real, and I think I'm much better at basketball than football. So I was really good going into that. Butterflies just from a new job, but wasn't stressed about the job. Was just kind of like excited to get going. Okay. But when Michelle called me, my boss at Compass, and said, hey, can you do Bill's uh, Patriots? I Yeah, absolutely. Hung up the phone like, Oh my God, that's Tom Brady. That's belt like, wait, at Orchard Park, like I'm calling the game with Brian Baldinger. I freaked out. Like there was a part of me that was nervous as hell. And I remember when I got in the car after the game was over and the game went well. I did have one screw up in the game. Not that anyone would notice listening. I knew it. Um, I was like, that was awesome. Like, what was I nervous about? And then it happened one more time when she called me for Cowboys to go to AT&T Stadium. And that was more like I grew up a Cowboy fan. My lifeline. Right. Well, that was the I next step all. of it. Yeah. And that one I remember even getting on the plane, like, like, please be real. Like, don't crash. Please get me there. I want to <laughs> do the game. And I remember doing that game and I, I stayed that night. I didn't go home that night because it was a four o'clock game, I believe. I remember going to the bar at the hotel. Like, that was phenomenal. Like, no more am I going to be nervous for this. And that helped me. I remember after that I did – CBS Sports Network used me for a game on TV, which I think prior to doing Cowboys or that Bills-Patriots game, I might have crapped myself getting ready for that game. But to me, it was like, whatever. I'm doing another game. I, you know, those two things, though, really settled me down. Like Boomer and Geo Live, the first one, I know there were a couple people around here nervous. Huh, whatever. Like, we do what we do, and there's no nerves. It's more excitement. Right. I'm telling you, walking into Orchard Park, I was nervous like you cannot believe nervous. Sure. Plus a new crew, producer I had never met before, engineer I had never met, statistician I had never met, never met Brian Baldinger. And here I come walking in. He's like, hey, you must be. I'm like, yeah, hi, how you doing? I won't, I won't screw this up, I promise. <laughs> and it's like you got to prove yourself. Yeah. So those two instances really helped me. Do you think you tend to enjoy things in the moment as they're happening or, I af- try. or after they happen? No, I really do try. You know, the one thing when you have kids, well, you, I'm sure you won't, but when people have kids, the one thing that gets told to you by 4 million people in your life is it goes fast, enjoy it, you know, don't take any days for granted. And I heard that, and I really feel like, especially when I started coaching Matthew at five years old, my my dad telling me, God, it feels like yesterday I was doing this with you. I really felt like I tried to soak in every game, every practice. I really, I know it sounds goofy, but I did. And I looked forward to it. And I remember after each year would pass my, well, there's there's one year down. Uh Uh-oh. And next thing you know, I was staring at his last year on my face and then he was just quick and that, like I'm done with him almost. And so I do feel like I have, taking it all in. I've got a lot of photos, videos. I got the game books. Um, so I think more in the moment. Now it might be more afterwards because I get a real kick out of editing their videos after I take them, and I feel like I have it forever. But Yeah. Yeah, I think I've done – I think I've done a good job at trying to enjoy them growing up. But it's just sad because they're grown up now. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, see, that goes fast too. Yeah, I got a 19 and a 13-year-old in the house, soon to be yeah. 14. Yeah, it's uh, that's why the golf thing has been a great find because, you know, I never really played once Matthew was born, and I tried a couple of times to get them out, and they did. They went out with me and my dad, and we would play, and eh, whatever. 
they they could take it or leave it. They, they had a good time, but it was more because they were with us. They wouldn't ask to go again. Like, that was it. We go once a year. And something just clicked this year with both of them to where I've got two obsessed kids, which is phenomenal, and it has really taken away the sting of not having the sports anymore with them. And now I look at it as we're planning golf. Like, our vacation this year is going to be a golf vacation. <laughs> Sorry, hon. <laughs> she doesn't mind. Yeah. And, like, we're already looking at St. Andrews and Pebble Beach for years to come. Like, that, to me, it really helps. Right, especially if the Little League stuff is, goes away. Correct. Yes. I figure Joseph's got this year and then four years of high school, and I don't know if he'll even want to play in college anymore because he's so obsessed. I don't even know if he wants to play in high school anymore. He's so obsessed with this game now. So, but at least I've got that. Yeah. And they like going out and playing still with me. So it's, it's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So we're saying, Jerry, live down. I try, Al. I really, live in the I moment. really, I try, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to get through the point of, of things on the calendar that I'm not looking forward to go by very quickly. The same way as things you're, you're loving and you go, oh, I wish that lasted longer. Sure. Go, like a they vacation. Go this, they go the same speed. They do. But. They do feel faster. Yeah. And some do feel like if you're on a bad trip or you're having a bad day, that day does feel longer than when you're having a blast and not even thinking about it. Yeah, but I guess I guess looking back on the days, they don't, like, um, the long day, you can't remember all the long day. Probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I find watching TV an extraordinarily painfully long day. Like, I'll look up, I'm like, it's only 4 o'clock. Yeah. Like, I've been sitting here for two hours. It feels like I've been here all day. And a round of golf to me feels like like nothing, and it's five hours sometimes. And it can be really quick, or four hours, or whatever. But it's also what you're into. I'm surprised you have this feeling, because you've done a good job in the last couple of years of not scheduling things anymore or committing to things you don't want to yeah. do. So you've taken that part away. Right. And why would Vegas... I know we got to go. Why would Vegas freak you out from the standpoint of I think you're looking forward to it. Like there's no airport involved with the way we're going. That's true. Yeah. I guess just the length of time. I I like to get back to my home base. You like your routine. Yeah. I like my routine, my home base. No, our routine is going to be quite uh, different. Yeah. It's going to be thrown off. Yeah. I am freaking out about that a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. I don't like the split sleep thing. It's not, it's just not good, but it's going to be over like that. Just like I was thinking I about, remember, like, the so football life. season. Like, the season's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. The ho- It was like the summer over, the holidays over, and it'll be just like that um, Memorial Day weekend show again. Mm-hmm. That, But that's the scary thing about life. Right, but then that's all that time has, has gone Correct. by. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you sit there and you get really deep, and you're like, did that really happen? Did right. we do that? That's what the photos are for. Exactly. Otherwise, you can imagine you did anything when yes. you didn't. That's why back before we had uh, cameras that we were carrying cameras all around. I mean, there's there's probably like 1996. I might not have a single photo. Yeah. Oh, I believe right? that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There like a single memory that pops right up from 1996. I'd have to be like, hmm, where was I working? Right. In the meantime, I'm in, it's only uh, January 16th. I got 130 yes. uh, photos on my phone already. Yeah. You know, all from sports and golf and, yeah, I know. So we got those memories. We do. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Be back here tomorrow on a Wednesday. See ya.